You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 284 with Melissa Griffiths. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Melissa on the show today. She is a mother of five who lives on a 12-acre hobby farm. And the reason why I wanted her to come on is to just talk to us about family dinners. She also does talk to us about chores, which I feel like is very fascinating to hear, especially when you have five kids and how you go about that, but really about the food and what she feeds them and how she does family dinners, even when you're on the go and you have kids in sports. So I know a lot of you can relate to this and you may want to shake it up. You may be thinking, I don't want to keep eating in the car with everyone. I want to be spending more time together, more quality time. And she has some practical ways of doing that. And it just was really great to talk with her. So if you feel like you are in that season of life that you're like, how can we all just be together? Even if it can't be at our table in our kitchen, she has some great ways to just kind of show you that you can make it work. Um, even if it's in a parking lot, tailgating, uh, in between sports, uh, sessions and stuff like that. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys, before we jump in the show, I want to just throw this out there. I want to ask you guys, are you sitting around thinking this is summer and I'm dreading it? I don't want to wear tank tops. I don't want to wear shorts. I don't want to wear a bathing suit. And you're thinking, how can I avoid this? But yet it's summertime. And if you live in Tennessee, it's really hard to avoid this because it's so hot. And so I want you to think about this because if you have not set up a coaching call with me yet, this is something that we can work on and I can give you practical steps to kind of Think differently about summer. Um, this is the things that I work with with my clients. And I know with summer coming around, so many people dread this. And I know for myself, it was really hard for me. Uh, when I was at my heaviest, it was a challenge to think about going to the pool and being around a lot of moms that were much thinner than me. And then also, you know, just wearing less clothes and being more exposed. Yet I wanted to be a good mom and doing all the things. And then I had this battle of okay, I want to show up as the best mom, but I'm not happy where I'm at and I don't know what to do. And so if you need outside support and you want to bounce some ideas, you want to brainstorm, then jump on a call with me. Um, This is for you. You guys, I've said this many, many times. I'm doing these 30-minute free coaching sessions for my listeners. This is the gift that I'm giving you guys for being there, for listening, supporting the show. I appreciate you so much. So take advantage of it. This is for you. And if you need that outside that outside support, then jump on the phone with me and let's figure this out. So you just go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching, um, and then you can pick a time and day that works best for you. If you cannot find a time that works for you, email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com and we will figure something out. I would love to meet you. I would love to hear what's going on with you. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel like you're alone. This is what this call is for, and I would love to help you. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, I'm super glad to be here. So I like to ask an icebreaker and um, to start off the show, and the question I've been asking recently to my guest is, what is one thing you wish you could have told your younger self? Mm, That's super good. I would tell myself that it's going to work out. I think I've spent a lot of years kind of worrying and wondering and, and, you know, feeling anxious about things that I had no control over. So just live a little bit more in the now and trust the process. Okay. Yeah. I love that. When do you feel like you 
like really needed to tell yourself that like what what age range do you like man I wish I would have caught myself at this age and told her that I was like in the trenches of young motherhood for a mm. decade so I had five babies in eight years mm. and so just that entire decade it was wow. yes just say, that whole right, decade they're, they're gonna be okay they're yeah. gonna put their own dishes in the sink one day and they're gonna be able to find their own shoes eventually, eventually. like I just a little <laughs> bit more like you're gonna get through it and it's totally gonna be worth it yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a lot of people to keep track of. So I could see why you're like one day they'll put their stuff away. I mean, maybe, maybe they still maybe. will. I mean, I still see some yeah. socks around. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, socks don't count. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know that is, so this is the thing I've always heard. The more kids you have, the less rules you have, because I mean, it doesn't, you, you just really are like, is this really like what I want to fight over? So I would, I would, I would buy into that. Yeah. I mean, because you can't like, you know, it just, you, it, you would just be spending all your time on that. So I, I love that. That's why I love asking that question. Um, okay. So let's get started. Tell us your name, where you live. And you just told us you have five kids. So you already answered that question. Yep. My name is Melissa Griffiths. I live in gorgeous Southern Utah. I'm just outside of Zion National Park and we live on a pretty 12 acre hobby farm and I can see chickens running around outside the window right now. And I have five kids and I am married to my husband of 17 years and we just really, really like our current situation. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's on my list to go hiking out there. So that is really awesome that you live right there. So that's pretty cool. We take advantage of it. Yeah, I know. I, I could probably pick your brain about that, but this is not a travel episode, so I will stay focused. Um, okay, so Melissa, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today? Okay, I am a food blogger, and I have a blog called Bless This Mess, and I have over a million people every month come, and they get recipes, and I love food. I love to cook. I love feeding people. It's definitely my love language. So in like 2009 or so, everyone had family blogs and that's how you kept track of people. And so I had this blog spot family blog and I'd go somewhere and I'd take a dish and people would say, Hey, can I get that recipe? And be like, yeah, I'll put it on my blog. And so then in 2012, I saw other people who were transitioning away from the family style and just doing solely recipe blogs. And I said, Hey, I could do that too. So in 2012, I kind of like got a business model and I, and I started producing content. And now I produce like 2000 free recipes on my site. I've written three cookbooks. It has just been like a slow burn and an evolution. And it's just how I've figured out to show up in the world is to feed people. And I love it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, did you always love cooking? I mean, did you grow up doing that or did you just feel like I have five kids, so I kind of need to figure this out? Like where, where did this all start for you? I think it was a mix of the two. My mom mm. super let me cook, which was really fun. She was oh. just like a typical Midwestern mom. We had like Prego and Kraft Mac and cheese yeah. and boiled hot dogs. And so I had like the desire in my heart. I remember my very first recipes were doctoring up her pasta sauce. Oh. So I'd start with the sauce, but I would like, she would let me saute onions and bell peppers out of the garden. And I grew fresh herbs. Like I've been a gardener all my life. And so I would add these things to the canned pasta sauce and that that's kind of how I started. And then like, she's a great baker. So she taught me how to bake, but I kind of started with making pasta salad. You know how you can kind of yeah. dump anything in yes. and it turns out okay. She let me experiment. My mom <laughs> gave awesome. me like some free reign in the kitchen. And that's definitely like where my, I would say recipe development skills yeah. came from. Well, let me ask you too, like, are you like that with your kids, letting them like kind of have more free reign with cooking and stuff like that? 
Yeah, if they show an interest, they haven't a ton so far. Oh, but like okay. my 14-year-old is an excellent baker, like French macarons, like Whoa. the little sandwich cookies. Yes. She's made those multiple times. I've never even made them. Yeah, I mean, that's not, <laughs> so that, that's not like, easy. Here's a recipe. Here's some ingredients. Like I am happy wow. to, to assist them. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is not necessarily what we're going to talk about. But I love that your mom gave you that for your reign. Um, how old were you when you probably started doing a lot of that? Probably eight, nine. Okay. Yeah. So were you using the oven? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So how do you feel about that with your kids? Like if they were to be interested, if they were eight or nine, would that make you nervous? Or would you be like, okay, well, I did it. No, no, my kids are fine. And I'm a big like, I, I do like some knife skills teaching. I do some general teaching and we do like things together. Like we make strawberry jam every spring while they're in season for the year. And we do these things together. But a lot of times if my kids are like, Hey, I want to cook and be like, you know where my website is like go print off a recipe. And I believe in trial and error. Like I had a kid that couldn't tell the difference between the whole wheat flour and the white flour. And he used whole wheat in a cookie recipe. And he's like, these are really weird. It was a sugar cookie recipe. even. And so they turn out very different than with white flour. Oh. And I was like, great learning opportunity. Yes. I <laughs> so love it. I, I'm, I'm fairly hands off. I like that. I think that's really cool. Um, I think a lot of moms kind of, you know, micromanage that. And, and especially in the kitchen, like they could burn themselves in the oven. And so um, is, do you have any thoughts on that? Like with if you did not grow up having a mom giving you that free reign, so you're a little bit more like, ooh, I don't know, a little bit of a control person, you know, with that, do you have any tips and like kind of how to let that up? Um, if you don't feel completely comfortable being like, here you go. Yeah. I have a friend. This is my favorite because I still love to cook. My kids don't help me cook dinner very often because that's kind of like a me time. And so don't feel obligated to be every meal. Every time you're making muffins, like pull people in, like you don't have to do that. Um, I have a friend who Sunday dinner, she, she makes the menu and then she makes sure that there's enough things for each one of her kids to do. And then they rotate who gets to pick first. And so she spends her Sunday afternoon and her kids are making the rolls, making the cookies, making the roast, peeling for mashed potatoes, and they kind of like rotate through who's helping with what. So oh. I'd say set up one day a week where you can focus your attention and and be in there with them and help them and like let them experience that. And I think, of course, being a safe place to land. Like, right, isn't that our job as yeah. parents is yes. to say, you know what, you're a human too. Like you can make mistakes. I know that you didn't know that this this would happen if you did these things, but, but you saw the cause and effect. I just think like giving kids a little bit of grace to be humans and make mistakes will, will give them more confidence too. Yeah. I think that's great. I wanted to just swing back to what you're saying with your friend. So they get to pick like, is one child probably doing the roles completely and maybe another child's doing the cookies from start to scratch. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. They get the whole recipe for that meal. And then when they sit together, Every single person, every single child helped with an element in that, mm-hmm. of that meal. It's really, really fun to watch I this think that's kind so of cool. unfold. It's a really neat idea. I'm going to, I think I'm going to take it. Yeah, let's take it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, then you and, kind of have a set expectation. And if Friday night works better for you yeah. than Sunday afternoon, like do that. Yeah. So with, with that, do you, so then it rotates. So then like maybe the next week someone else is making the dessert or whatever it is. So that, yeah, she that's essentially what lets them rotate who gets to pick first. Oh, and what they want to do. So, yeah. so one child so she makes the menu, but then they rotate who gets to pick 
Oh, first and they can get got recipes. it. I yeah. love it. And oh, then, that is so yeah. cool. Okay. That's really, really cool. Fun. Yeah. I think that's such a great idea, which then ties into um, talking about the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, and I feel like the dynamics of eating together and sharing meals, you know, you feel like that's really important. And I wanted you to kind of share why you think it's so important, especially in the day of families are so busy and sports kind of take over, right? And so many people are eating meals in a car because they're trying to get from one place to another. And, you know, this whole concept of even involving the kids is like a whole nother up level. But let's just talk about why you think it's important to eat together and share meals, even if it's not every day. Um, I would just love to hear your thoughts on this. Yes, this is a topic I definitely love. So I'm glad that you brought it up. I think that it's like, as Americans, we are not seen in the world as having a food culture, right? Mm. We're just, it's, it's the standard American diet. Like people talk about this, but that's what our culture is. Like if your if your food culture is takeout on basketball night, like so be it, but make, make a tradition around it. I just think intentionality when it comes to eating as a family will change everything. So if you, if you say, okay, we're going to do this, I'm going to pack a picnic and we're going to eat at the ball diamond. Like I'm in the middle of baseball season and volleyball season. So we are, I, I get this. Yeah. And I'll say, okay, like tonight we're, I'm packing a picnic or I bought this inverter for my car. I can take my slow cooker in my car and we tailgate all the time, but it's a, it's a tradition, right? We've made it fun. I bring camp chairs and I have a picnic table and sometimes it's just cheese and crackers. And sometimes it's carry out pizza. And sometimes it is the slow cooker of soup that sat in my front seat and cooked during practice. But my kids like have an expectation expectation that we're going to like sit and we're going to talk about it. And it's, it's fun to tailgate. Who doesn't like that? And we're in the middle of ski season. So we ski on Fridays and we meet friends up there and we tailgate in the parking lot. So instead of just being busy and rushed, we say, Hey, we're going to eat at this time and we're going to do it together. And then that's a time to come together and to like, look each other in the eyes. I think it's less about the food and more about like how you feel about it and how it's happening and the energy behind the meal. And that's what you can control more. Okay. I, this, the whole thing is intriguing, especially because you're like, and we're skiing because I live in Nashville. So there's no skiing going on. <laughs> um, you're like, yeah, I went skiing on a Friday. I'm like, yeah, that's totally what my Friday night looks like. <laughs> but well, you know, I was going to ask you when it's cold out, you're still doing tailgating. And you answered my question when you're like, and we go skiing and we tailgate. So are you guys just like all in winter gear doing your uh, tailgating? Oh yeah. I, yeah. Cause you're on the mountain. I, you're not changing when you're skiing. Right. And then Southern Utah, it's actually really nice right oh. now. Like it's 60. Right. But yeah. on the mountain, there's still snow. Okay. So, so yes, but no, you can like, we have found an empty school room or uh, I'm in an empty classroom. We've sat in the halls, like and, and other kids love it. We mm -hmm. will often, like, I, I generally pack enough, especially for sports nights. I'll pack enough. Like we can share with their friends. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we have a, a community open communal table. I love it. And that's, that's why it's really fun. It's more about the experience and less about the dynamics of what, yes. what you're eating or where you're eating it. Like make it, make it an event. And on nights that it's crazy, eat cup of noodle and talk about your day. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, you, you have permission. Yeah. So I want you to walk through this with me because I think this is really great because I think this is actually going to apply to a lot of people with the sports. And um, I think they could probably see themselves figuring this out possibly easier than sitting down at their kitchen and eating. So 
you're think about like volleyball. So are you thinking, mm-hmm. okay, so are you eating once your daughter is done with volleyball or before volleyball? Like what, what is that looking like? So I want this to be clear so that somebody can picture themselves doing this if they think this is an amazing idea. Yeah. So she essentially does tournament play once a week on Thursdays. So she'll go, we, right. We drive an hour away. She'll play three games ref two. do you know what I mean? So it's like, she mm -hmm. has little breaks and little pockets and we'll go out. There's a track and field because it's a high school. Yeah. We'll just go out and sit in the middle of the track on the grass and eat lunch or eat our dinner together when she has like, you know, a 10 or 15 minute break in between games. I see. So that's that, really cool. And I know that you're into healthy eating, you yeah. know what I mean? Or just being yeah. intentional about what yeah. you're putting in your body. Right. I yeah. feel like my number one tip is I remember when Marie Kondo came out with the yes. magic of tidying up. So this is the magic of the veggie box. Does it bring so joy I, to you? Just kidding. It brings so much joy to me and my mothering. <laughs> so when you buy your vegetables at the store, do not put them in your fridge, get them onto your counter and say, they need to turn into something before I can put them away. And I generally put them in a veggie box. So your bell peppers, they get sliced and your cucumber mm. gets sliced and you wash your um, tomatoes and you wash your mushrooms or whatever you have. And you yeah. put them in a box with a snap on lid. And so they're prepped and they're prepped and they're ready and they're going to be consumed because they're already prepared. Got and it. then this magic veggie box, when you're packing school lunches, pull it out. When you have made grilled cheese sandwiches for lunch and you need a filler, pull it out. When your kids, it's the witching yeah. hour and you're cooking dinner and you're still 15 minutes away, pull out the veggie box and just set it on the counter. Dip can go a long way if you have it. Do you know what I mean? Hummus or ranch or whatever your people like. Like I just get this out and I just set it there and I don't, <laughs> don't address it. <laughs> and your kids, like we'll if they... Eat. Yeah. If they need something to munch or something, my teenager, she'll come in and she will just nibble on it while she's telling yep. me about her day. And then if you're going to sports stuff, throw it in your purse, throw it in your bag, throw it in mm. your picnic. Like just having that much done before yes. you are in the busy mode yeah. is so much easier. I love it. Now, are you throwing ranch into your purse? Like what, what's happening with that? My kids don't need dip. I okay. didn't, I okay. didn't grow Okay. So you're just talking about vegetables. Okay. For some reason, I felt like you said something and you didn't. Okay. I was like, I said, like, if your kids like dip, like, got it. Yeah. Like put that out on the counter too. Yeah. Um, I do like that. And then you were, when you were talking about like bringing more food for other kids, like what kind of stuff would you be, um, what kind of meals would you be bringing that you're like, you would have more just to give people some ideas. I don't generally like pre-make the sandwich. I'll bring the loaf of bread. I'll bring oh, the I peanut see. butter and jam. I'll yeah. bring the lunch meat, whatever we're eating. And I'll, I just have enough that we can make you I a half of a peanut butter and sa- jelly salad. Right. I didn't make yeah. my seven sandwiches for my seven got people. Just bring a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> You're like, I got 12 sandwiches, everybody. So whoever right. gets here, here first. Are. Yeah. Okay. I love that. All right. Now let's talk a little bit more about um, strategies for, you know, eating healthier. Um, what else do you do, especially when you're not on the run, like, you know, and you're just kind of at home, what, what are the things that you have found really work? I know that meal planning is cliche, but it works. And here's like (laughs) the quick and easy of what I do. I'm a huge believer in meal planning by category and making a master list. So one time, like when you have the mental space, like Sunday afternoon or a quiet morning, when you're just finishing your coffee, I sit down and make some categories and your categories could be breakfast for dinner, Italian, pizza, grill night, um, Asian or ethnic food, 
you know what I mean? Like make these little yeah. kind of genre categories and then brain dump what you make within the category. So when Italian rolls around, like we kind of get stuck on like, okay, made spaghetti and meat sauce. We forget that we know how we do know how to make manicotti. And I actually make a really good uh, butternut squash lasagna that I don't think about very often. And I could make lasagna if I planned enough ahead. Like these are not new recipes to you. These are just recipes that you do know how to make your mom made. They're just kind of the classics, but you have forgotten about them because you're in your rut because that takes too much to think about. So kind of brain dump all of your categories. And then when you're planning for your week or your two weeks, however, you're doing your grocery shopping, just assign a day of the week. Like Monday is comfort food. Tuesday is soup night. Wednesdays, you're super busy. So it's your 15 minute meals. Thursday, it's grilling. And then look at your list and say, okay, I know that I have this in the freezer or this is on sale. I'm going to, I'm going to cook chicken legs in the slow cooker because I have them. And it just, I feel like that brain dumping and making a master list of recipes you already know how to make categorized into make sense categories really, really streamlines the process. And then you don't have to like reinvent the wheel every time you sit down to do it. Yes. I do love that. And do you feel like people are against meal planning? Is that why you kind of said that at the beginning? No, I think we get tired of it. Yes, there's a, there's like uh-huh. a mental load there, right? There is some, right. We have so much mental and, um, labor, mental yeah. labor. And there is a lot of labor into feeding a family that we do not talk about <laughs> meal yes. planning and budgeting and shopping. Oh, and cooking. I know. Like it all goes into it. So if you can make your own life easier, if you're in charge of that meal planning, like do a brain dump, get it out there on paper. I'm curious, what are you doing in in regards to helping your budget, especially with having five kids and also the groceries are going up as we speak. So um, we're in March of 2022, you know, and every time I turn around, I feel like the price of whatever I'm buying is more than it was the last time I looked. So any tips and thoughts on that? Yeah, I once a year, so in January and February, I actually do a pantry challenge where I do not go to the grocery store. I just eat out of my house because mm. I, I do have a store. I'm super rural. I'm two hours from a Costco, an oh, hour and a half from a yeah. Walmart. Okay. So I do bring things in in larger quantities, but yeah. then sometimes I don't I don't use it. I have tons and tons of lentils. Like I, I need to be using these things. And so these like do a mini pantry challenge and say, okay. I'm going to prioritize things I don't love. Someone gave me a black bean pasta to try. It's not our favorite, but I'm going to prioritize kind of like cleaning out and rotating and using some of our less favorite ingredients because we get stuck again in the rut and saying, I know how to make this. I'm going to get this. What if, what if you made lentil tacos instead? It's not going to be every time you can make, (laughs) you can make ground beef again. It'll still be available. But what if once a month you prioritized an something you had already acquired and maybe didn't use very well so that it gets used and not wasted. And that's super budget friendly. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. The mini pantry challenge. Like, so even if you don't want to go full on to do a, a Oh gosh. A, yeah. A mini no. one. I, I, do, I do it with my audience and people will go a few weeks or they'll yeah. just say, you know what, today, instead of eating out, I prioritize eating something that I had at my house. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. So I, I think just, yeah, being a little bit intentional about like, using some of the things you already have on it and unfavorite cuts of meat, right? I, oh, yeah. I happen to buy this and it's been in my freezer a while. It's just not my favorite. I'm not sure how to cook it. Like prioritizing that even once a week saying, I'm going to do a mini pantry challenge on Mondays and eating oatmeal. Do you know what I mean? Instead yes. of egg yes. and bacon and I eating. Yeah. I think yeah. that back to basics cooking, uh, 
will be revived and is being revived. And that's kind of fun to see. Yeah, I think it, I mean, I think the whole thing is great. And, you know, people want to connect and they want to figure out how to do that. And like I said, the groceries are getting more expensive and how many of us have food that are just sitting there that we're not using and we're going to buy more food. And and so to really try to challenge ourselves to be like, what can we make with what we have and kind of going through that. So I, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I think letting yourself be a little bit seasonal, like I, yeah. I don't buy tomatoes and cucumbers right now. Like mm. they're just not in season and they yeah. just don't taste good. Yeah. And I, we've just gotten to such like a quick and easy culture that we like yes. doing without a little bit for a yeah. season is, is somewhat uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think embracing some more of like the cyclical nature of food and just saying, Oh no, there's a time in a season and I'll have that beautiful pomegranate again. And I will eat glorious peaches in, in August again, but I'm not going to eat them in, in February or March. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think, that helps with the food bill a, a, a yes. ton too, because you are right. There's still winter squash and we're getting into our leafy greens and our cabbage and broccoli. Like I yeah. feel like it's diversified our food choices, but it's also, uh, helped us to be, helped me to be a more robust cook. Right. Cause I'm, I'm not just making green beans all year long or just broccoli, like being a little more cyclical definitely is easier on the budget and makes you a better cook. Yeah. I want to ask you about snacks with the kids. You know, I feel like that's a big thing, especially summer comes around and everybody's like, oh my gosh, the kids and the snacks and the grocery bills up, everybody's eating snacks. And, you know, I love the vegetable idea, but um, also, you know, kids want to eat more than that. They want to eat the goldfish. They want to eat the cheeses. They want to eat whatever it is. I don't know. So what have you done especially with five kids to really help with the snack, the snacking and the, and the kind of snacks so that it's not getting out of control. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think like my perspective, I, I have not really done those kind of snacks because they are super expensive, right? Okay, I yeah. like, I'll get one of those giant boxes of goldfish Yes, once a summer because oh. it's super fun. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. treat food. And I, um, yeah. So my kids love to go to their grandma's so that they can have like chips and goldfish and some of stuff. I, <laughs> I just, I, I don't buy them. Yes. Like they're right. not economical for a family as big as mine. Yeah. And I don't love them and I don't like single use plastic. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so, there's so that's many kind things. of a loaded question for me. And so I, what do I don't you do. Okay. So let's do that. Like, what do you do then for your kids for snacks? Popsicles. Okay. Because, so I have a popsicle mold and oh, when fruit it. is in season, I freeze it. And then so morning smoothies, that's how I, I feel like smoothies are my magical trick as a mother to get nutrition into my small humans, yeah. right? Put in the chia seeds and the flax seeds and the spinach and everything with the blueberries and they can't see it. And so when I make a giant smoothie in the morning, my leftovers go into popsicle molds. Oh, got it. And okay, then that's it's cool. like a super nutrient dense. We actually like have um, raw milk. So I'll put in a splash of cream. Like they're beautiful, creamy. They're really good popsicles. Yeah, they sound good. So popsicles are for sure our summer go-to because I'm using that seasonal fruit. It's things I have on hand. It's easy to get nutrition in them. We grow a garden. My kids absolutely love garden carrots and they will <laughs> they pick them when they're teeny threads of carrots so that you they know, can in see June. them yeah uh-huh. yep. I'm always like okay you keep thinning them keep going down the road so I grow <laughs> a giant garden and they eat on that but then we make a ton of stuff like I'm not I'd rather have my kids eat my white flour organic sugar baked good or something cookies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we make chocolate chip cookies every single Friday so that's 
kind of our tradition. So my kids have that kind of snacky stuff, yeah. but it's generally homemade or it's easy. Yeah. Crackers yeah. and chips. Like that's more, we, we call it camping food. Like if I we're see. going camping, yeah. I'll buy uh-huh. some of that convenient stuff and then it makes it a treat. Like that's where the food culture comes in. Yeah. I'm not condemning yeah. it. I'm saying, well, sure. well, next time we go camping, we'll get those barbecue chips that you love. I totally get that. I will say, so you homeschool. So what if you sent your kids to school five days a week and they needed snacks? What would you be putting probably in their lunches or, and for snack time? Yeah. And I did that. I've only homeschooled a couple of years. So okay. I had, I had four you have kids. Experience. Got it. School. Okay. And our school is small enough that they still let us bring food. Yeah. So what, which was what, lovely. So pumpkin yeah. muffins, right? Oh, I pumpkin, just have like a whole wheat pumpkin muffin recipe that's okay. delicious and sweet. I, I made them this morning. <laughs> Yes. pumpkin muffins all day long. And I like fruit. So I would get, I'm the mom who would bring carrot sticks and apple slices and string cheese and that kind of stuff. We still have a lot of string cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's helpful. I think sometimes, you know, you get in a rut and you just think this is it. And so I think this is why it's so great. That's one of the reasons why I have the podcast so that people can hear other people's experiences, especially living in different parts of the country, just different, you know, life experiences, how you grew up, how you're raising your kids. It all plays a role where when you are around a certain group of people, you may think like, oh, well, this is kind of how it all works. And, you know, what else is there? Right. So this is why I think it's awesome to kind of like, you know, ask other moms what they're doing. So I think those are great. Um, Okay. So we're getting to the end of the show and I wanted to ask you ways involving the kids in house chores. So especially with you having five and you having your hobby farm, I'm curious, like how that works. Like, and um, I forget what are the ages, like what are the age range of the kids, the youngest to the oldest? I have six to 14. Okay. And I had them every two years. Okay. (laughs) Um, so what would you say about chores as we close, um, on this episode? I love including, I love kids and chores. This is a topic we can do a whole (laughs) nother episode on. I think it's really fun, um, to not be too like granular and linear. I generally divide chores up by you're going to have this zone and you're going to keep it a long time. Mm. And then days of the week, you're going to do these certain things when it comes to clearing the table. And then one week at a time, we're going to rotate who is unloading the dishes. I don't, does that make sense? So my kids have zones and they are And then weekly chores. Yeah. And then, yeah, the zone is daily. Oh, the zone is daily. I see so but they walk have me through it, that like, a minute. They'll have it for six months at a time. Like, okay, so my give me a zone. Has been on bathrooms. Oh. I have one child who cleans three bathrooms, but I've divided up. So Mondays are trash, Tuesdays are mirrors, Wednesdays are, you know, oh, sinks and yeah. cabinet fronts. So essentially they have one job every day and then all three bathrooms are essentially cleaned once a week. I see. Okay. Trash and all and that. And I have another zone is, is laundry and they're in charge of unloading the dryer and putting it and sorting it into the individual baskets. And okay. one zone is the living room. So yes, zones I think have been super powerful. Now your zone for bathroom, you're not going to give to your six-year-old, right? Uh, or are you? No. Yeah. Okay. So, so when if do you I figure out- support him and yes, do that, I yeah. could. Okay. So when do you feel like, okay, they can handle the bathrooms or certain like zones? Yeah, it's age for sure. Like, yeah. so the- 
the six-year-old is in charge of my office, which is also like our toy room and where our puppies are. So he picks up all the puppy toys and his own Duplos and he sweeps it. Like that's mm, appropriate. Yeah. But that's my cool. big kids, like unloading the dishwasher, you're in charge of it for a solid week. And then mm. you have two weeks off because only my three oldest do it. I but see. they were just saying, Hey, I think our little brothers could do this. Could they yep. do every Saturday and every Sunday? So we were only doing five days a week, but they mm. like that because they know they're going to get a full two weeks off. I see. So, so, okay. So I like that. Um, one week on two weeks off. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, who's doing the third week? Oh no. It's just I, the way the three he, older kids you got it. It's because you have more. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, so if you had two kids, then it would be just on off on off. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. All right. Or just, you could assign dad. I, another thing my kids really like is when they're in charge of assigning. So like sometimes <laughs> after dinner, yeah, I'll say, okay, the baby, like you're six, like you're in charge. You know what needs to be done. And he'll say, mom, you're in charge of putting all the food in the Tupperware. And dad, you're in charge of washing off the table. Like it's really <laughs> fun to give kids the autonomy to oh, delegate because yeah. they know. I think it's such a skill. I'll often say, okay, look around and tell me what needs to be done. Right. Isn't that a life skill? Oh, yes. <laughs> look I around and that. tell me what needs to be done. And so I will give them that power and they get to delegate to the entire family, including mom and dad. And and they love that. That's, oh, that's sure. a really fun one for after dinner or that's when you a need like yeah. a power 10 minute clean, yeah. be like, okay, you guys tell me what to do. And then you, you tell me what you're going to do. Now, do you do that every time? Or is that only uh, every now and then that you give them that, that autonomy? Oh, we probably do it twice a week. Okay. And give a different kid, right? Like two, two different yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I, I think that that's what I'm trying to say with the chores is like, have options in your pocket. Say mm. like, like, I yes. know that these structures work yep. and assume that they will not work more than two weeks or, you know what I mean? Like, don't use them all, all the time. Sure. Like have right. Clean up to a song, do it to a timer. Yeah. Do you get a bunch of kids and you get like little strategies for, for workflow. <laughs> so again, so, write, it, write them down if you need to. Yeah. Well, and I, so how about the zones? Do they feel like, oh my gosh, six months feels like forever, mom? Like, how are they with that? No, they're, my kids have like tons of, um, say in our family. Okay. Right. We like, I super honor their opinion. So when they, they like, Hey, this isn't working for me. I want to switch and be like, Hey, does anyone want to switch? Oh, like they okay. have the options, but most of the time it's just easier to like, do what you know how to do. Yeah. So my bathroom person, that's for sure the hardest one. Yes. Uh, she was just saying, I don't want to do it. Uh, she wasn't doing it. It wasn't happening. I was <laughs> like, how can I, how can yeah. I help you? Yeah. And that's when we divided it up. Oh, to do it like daily versus all one. Yes. Yeah, because three bathrooms is a lot to to take on in one day. <laughs> yeah, it's not. She's not cleaning the shower or anything. Oh, so, like are you cleaning the shower? Yeah. Okay. So you're doing like the bathtub shower, and she's doing countertops, mirrors, that kind of Toilets, thing. Toilets, Toilets. Floor. She's okay. doing everything but the shower. But okay. Really, right? It's in my mind. It's 15 minutes. I'm like, do 15 minutes every other day, like, yeah. and then you'd be yeah, done. Break it down. All yeah. three. And yep. She didn't like it. She didn't want, it was too overwhelming. For I her. see. So, well, and it's interesting because different personalities, right. Can, well, right. handle things right. differently. Cause my son was actually the one, he was super good at it. He probably did it for a solid six months and he was, yeah. he just get it done. He's nailed it. Yeah. 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 It's the different personalities and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. This is great. I could keep talking to you, but Melissa, I, I do need to end it. And these were really great tips. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to share that we might've missed before we end? No, I just, I think that we moms, like we can do it. Like our, yeah. our work matters. It, 
don't beat yourself up over anything and you can trust yourself. I <laughs> right? love that. Yeah. We can do this. You're like, can we? This, no, this we can. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great talking with you. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have not scheduled your 30-minute coaching session with me and you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed about the summer coming around the corner and you're like, I don't wanna wear the summer clothes, I don't wanna wear a bathing suit, jump on a call, let's work this through, let's figure out some ideas for you going forward. I would love to meet you. Just go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching, grab a time and day that works for you. If you cannot find a day or time that works for you, email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Have a great week.